Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another edition of Women on the Rise. And we are recording this week's podcast from Mykonos in Greece. And we've done that deliberately because this week in Mykonos, we are running the Female Fusion Retreat. And there has been so much incredible gold which has been coming out of the week. We still have more that's going on with our retreat, but So many fascinating conversations have been happening that I wanted to grab my two co-facilitators for the retreat, Mel and Carrie, and have a bit of a conversation with them around a few of the topics that keep coming up and we're discussing. And I wanted to share with you some of the gold that we've been experiencing in the retreat. So I'm going to introduce you first to Melanie Love, who is my co-facilitator. Hello, Mel. Hi, Jen. So, Mel, so everybody knows a bit about you. Tell everybody a bit about you and your role in this week's Female Fusion Retreat. Well, Jen and I have known each other for a very long time, and uh, I work a lot with supporting female entrepreneurs. I have been an active member in a women funding women group uh, based out of North America called Coralis, and I saw the opportunity to come and play a similar role here, and it's been my absolute pleasure to to do that. I have a background in finance, uh, 20 years of equity capital markets, and so investments and having a look at a business and being able to have a very rapid uh, ability to see What's happening in terms of growth and risks is something that I felt that could really support this group in their journey. Amazing. And um, also sitting with us is Carrie. And Carrie has also been helping to facilitate the retreat this week. Carrie, maybe you can just tell everybody a bit about you and your experience and what you're doing with us this week. Thanks, Jen. Well, Mel, Jen, it's great to be here with you in beautiful Mykonos. It's been an extraordinary couple of days since we arrived. I'm feeling quite um, excited to be here in this this role to provide support to to the weak and to the women entrepreneurs. Um, I'm a recovering attorney. I used to practice mergers and acquisitions many, many years ago and spent the last 20 years or so in the financial sector, focusing mostly on sustainability better outcomes for people and planet, and most recently looking at gender, finance, and women's economic empowerment. So I do a lot of work around getting access to finance for female founders, women entrepreneurs around the globe. Um, my latest project is, is catalyzing private sector investment to the intersection of gender and climate, focusing on Africa. And one of the other hats that I wear is, is as a coach. I coach a lot of uh, women 
senior executives and female founders and change makers. I also teach yoga and um, have been running a number of these retreats over the years, which I find is a beautiful way to bring all of my work together, which I guess is consistent with my belief in showing up as, as your whole self, which is also one of the themes that we're talking about this week with the ladies. Totally. Um, I, I think what you said, showing up as your whole self is, is so important as well. And one of the things I think we, we talked about as well, and between the three of us, we were saying as well that we have almost um, pretty close to a century of uh, work experience between us, entrepreneurial experience. I guess that goes and says a bit about how old <laughs> we are. Um, but it, wh- one of the things that we found that's been really interesting this week is that oftentimes we, we want to talk about uh, business and we are looking at growing our businesses. And the thing that we, we've talked about a lot in the retreat this week is what got you here isn't going to get you there. And one of the things that, uh, that we planned as part of the retreat is oftentimes what we've noticed is that sometimes as female entrepreneurs that we forget that we already have all of the tools that we need to take our business to the next level. Yeah. I mean, we are drowning in strategy and tactics and tools and resources. And it really is important sometimes to slow down, check in and see what it is that we need to do and then ask ourselves why we're not doing it. So is that because we're playing small? Is it because we're not doing the things that we need to do to have that outreach, to build our list, to have that next customer come through the door? Or is it related to our the boundaries that we need to put up and to tackle our stop doing list and really start delegating more and seeking those resources that we need to support us? And that's something um, we talk about all the time, but looking to our male peers and saying something that they do really well is engaging help a lot earlier in the business. And that stop doing list is a good look in the mirror to say what that we could be doing and passing that along to cat, you know, to catapult the business so much further, so much faster. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? That as I think as women and female entrepreneurs that we tend to take the world on our shoulders and we try to do everything. And I see this with with a lot of our members in Female Fusion as well, that female entrepreneurs are not asking for help and they are trying to do absolutely everything within their business. And as you said, that it's one of those things that keeps you playing small and that you can can probably get to high six figures, seven figures, but then after that, it's pretty hard to scale further if you're not asking for that help and and taking care of yourself as well. I think that has a lot to do with it. It's one of the things, it's, it's always about your relationship with yes and no. The ability to know when to say the right yeses for the right reasons and, and when you actually need to say no. And I see a lot of the female entrepreneurs that I've been working with over the years have a tendency to, to overuse the yes muscle and really underuse the ability to say no 
and to create more of a, a framework for choice creation. When do they need to do things and when do they need to set those boundaries that, that Mel was referencing? And I think there's a lot about women in terms of unlocking their true potential um, by just recognizing that sometimes the biggest block that we face is ourselves. It's about slowing down, as you said, and, and, and to actually be able to speed up. The narratives and, and the limiting, the, the limiting self-beliefs that, that we tell ourselves about what we can or can't do can often be the biggest barriers that, that prevent us from reaching our goals. And so if we want to look at business resilience and, and economic growth, especially as the, in the role of founder, we really have to look at personal resilience and personal growth to be able to achieve the, the business objectives. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, there, there's so many things that, that you shared there. Um, I love the whole idea of slowing down to speed up. And that's one of the reasons why I, I wanted to come to Mykonos because I love Greece. I mean, you, you both know that I love Greece and I spend a lot of time here. And I find that whenever I come to Greece, it's one of those things that I come here and I do slow down and I feel at peace, except for the one year when I came to Greece and the internet was one Mbps and I couldn't get any of my work done first thing in the morning. That was not relaxing because my 20 minutes of work then transformed to four hours. Um, <laughs> and it almost resulted in me getting a divorce, but <laughs> you know, it, it's being able to give ourselves permission to say yes. Absolutely. It's, you know, if someone, and I think that's something that partially maybe comes with age and wisdom, because if someone would have told my 30 year old self and, and I, and to be crystal clear, I was told you got to slow down. You need to take some time and have a look at what's going on. You can't just race around all the time. Um, you know, the even the adage about, you know, you got to sharpen the tool and take those breaks. I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do that when, you know, and it's always something that we put off. I'll do that when. And as I was saying, I was sharing to Jen uh, when we were connecting just before the retreat of I was sharing a meme about, you know, when things slow down next week, dot, dot, dot. And we've been saying that for decades. And then I realized that that's a narrative, right? It's part of the, the myth of hustle culture to a certain extent that we can't slow down and we can and we should. And when we do, that's where the magic happens. The magic happens in the spaces. There is no music without the gaps. I love that. And, you know, one of the things we've been saying, so, so Melanie has joined us from Canada. We grew up together in Calgary. And when you live in, in a country where English isn't the first language, you tend to simplify all of your words. And I'm sure Carrie can relate to this because Carrie and I um, both live in the UAE. And we've been saying that I'm just loving so much all of these different phrases that you're using this week, Mel, because we never use them in in the UAE or in a lot of international places because we have to simplify things. So I really like I like hearing all of these North Americanisms. <laughs> so good. Look, I think it's um, it's also 
an amazing experience, you know, being here in Greece. It's it is such an incredible place uh, for so many reasons. But I think what's really valuable about these types of retreats is taking women out of their normal setting. What we we hear from a lot of women often is is that there are so many expectations on them of who they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to behave. And, and part of the, the work that's interesting in these types of retreats is being able to show up as you want to be, not how everyone else expects you to be. The beauty of doing this with women that you may not have met before is that you are allowed to be your own self, your own version of yourself. And that helps to break down some of those barriers around limiting self-beliefs so that you can really look at what are the, the possibilities, what is the potential that's there and, and being in a safe space, being able to have candid, open, frank conversations with your peers, I think is a really unique experience. And being able to do it in such a beautiful, rarefied setting, I think enables people to, to really take that step back, to pause and, and to really reflect on a deeper level and to be able to get that space for more creativity, for more perspective to get that peer exchange about different perspectives that you never would have thought of on your own. And I think, you know, of course, it's fun to be here together. Um, and it's a really beautiful, in this case, uh, multicultural group from, from all over the world. And it's just fascinating to hear those different perspectives and to hear from the, the collective wisdom of the group, the different uh, ideas, the different voices and, and learnings, uh, because they've all been through different experiences on their journeys. And it can be it can be really lonely as well when you're running your business, and especially if you're very high performing. And you know, even all the women on our retreat this week all have incredible businesses. They're all so high performing that oftentimes you don't have those friends or that sisterhood that you can connect with. And I think that that's so beautiful to to bring together women with totally different businesses to to be able to have that opportunity to slow down to speed up and you know it, it it's everything from we've been doing things like having wellness activities in the morning um, from yoga to um, block releasing exercises block therapy as it's called in Canada but not loving that that term so much because we're releasing blocks and being much more positive with that too. You know, the view, the food, the environment. Gosh, we have the most amazing chef. It's so funny. We have so many food allergies <laughs> and diets and everything else. Our poor chef, I think, is going going crazy with all of the different requirements. But even just having to be able to eat well, to have beautiful conversations, to have that view. And to be intellectually stimulated about your business as well, that I miss that sometimes, that you're so busy being in it that you don't get to talk to other smart, amazing women about what you're doing and you get that inspiration. Definitely. I think I am totally impressed by the caliber of women and the businesses and their successes and just the amazing ways that they are walking their own path the ways that they are often just completely tossing the rule book entirely out the window and forging their own path. And I think one of the really 
amazing things in the journey is the power of community and particularly when you can be open and vulnerable. And this is this environment is what I really love about it is it's not the usual slay all day veneer. Um, we're getting really open and uh, vulnerable and talking openly about challenges and even failures and how they have served us and what opportunities those present. And I think it's also really important for, and we see this all the time for those of us that work with entrepreneurs, but how common their problems are. Like something they think is like this deep, dark, you know, oh my God, if people really found out or are new and then they hear that everybody has the same problem and has gone through the same thing and they're struggling in it alone, feeling ashamed or like they're a failure or why can't I figure this out? And then they hear that everyone has the same problem. Isn't it interesting that as business owners, sometimes we kind of keep that to ourselves, and it's almost like the feeling of shame, isn't it? Like, oh, I have this problem and outside everybody thinks that I look really amazing. My business is doing so well. But then actually that problem isn't so much of a problem. And if we would share that problem with other women who are business owners, you'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, so you dealt with this problem that way. Oh, and that's how you resolve that. Oh, okay. I'm cool. But sometimes we feel almost so embarrassed that we don't want to talk about it because we think, well, people think my business is great. And so why should I show people that I'm not doing well? And I find that not a, like across all female entrepreneurs that that I meet that oftentimes there's this embarrassment that they think that they should be perfect and as you said, slay all day when we're not, we're human beings. I think it's 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 also more than that. It's it's not even so much embarrassment, but I think there's a bit of a double standard for female founders. Because there's this huge fear of, of failure, because it's not just failing and falling down, it's then having to be recognizing or reconciling this failure with everyone else around you who already said to you, why would you do that? That's silly to do that. That doesn't make any sense to do that. You're going to fail. Why would you ever think that you could do that? Um, and when women fail, it's like, see, I told you this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. And when men fail, they, they would get just, funding. They get, they get they funding. They get funding the week later. Yeah, or they're just really big risk takers, right? Yeah. And so, of course, they took this huge risk and it didn't work out, but that means they're going to do three other things that are successful. Whereas if women fail, it's this this double burden yeah. um, or a double standard on women. And I think you know that makes it even harder. And I think there's a lot of um, need to not show fear or any weakness and to to have to to power through um all of these things without asking for help and and with you know suffering in silence and burning the candle at both ends and and of course you have all of the additional responsibilities of of families both ends whether you're taking care of your own children or we're at that age where you're starting to take care of your parents and there's just so much more going on and so it's almost like there's an addiction to the keeping going and and to the suffering in silence. And I think that's another one of the barriers and blockages that that women, uh, I think, need to let go of. I mean, just trying to get the time away to come to a place like Mykonos, to, to remove yourself from your life, your families, your responsibilities, your colleagues, your work, and come here and really be present 
is a challenge, but I think that that deep dive and that intentional investment in oneself, I think is so important to be able to, to restore your energy levels and, and to really do that self-care that's required. A funny, not funny story, actually. It's funny, but it's not in the ha-ha kind of way. Uh, we were running a retreat, um, another group that I, that I work with um, from time to time. We put out a little questionnaire to our participants before we were getting ready to go, saying, name three things that you do to take radical self-care of yourself. And I had to fill it out too. So I put on my list, eat good food, exercise, sleep, which I thought were legitimate answers at the time. And then a year later, I looked back on it again and I was like, food, sleep, and move. These are my radical self-care. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, this is basic survival tips. Yeah. You know, all I need to do is add breathe and I would have covered my basics. How on earth is that radical self-care? And so I think we really need to be intentional and conscious about how are we actually taking care of ourselves while we're so busy taking care of everyone else around us. And so it's about moving from that basic survival to thriving. And, you know, start feeling so guilty as well. I, I think oftentimes, and I hold my hand up as well, that previously I felt that, that I felt guilty to take that time to look after myself. And it hasn't really been, um, I mean, earlier this year, because I also have pushed myself a lot because I've been a single mother for a long time as well. And it was when my daughter said to me, you have to put yourself first, mom. You're, you know, you have to put yourself first and take care of yourself before you take care of other people. And I thought if a 14-year-old girl has the wisdom to go and say that to me, what the heck am I doing? You know, if the 14-year-old's figured it out, a nearly 50-year-old should have figured it out. Yeah, I mean, as, as we said earlier, I, I, again, looking to our male colleagues who sometimes have a few things figured out, they don't feel remotely guilty about going to spend an afternoon playing golf and networking, as they say, even though they might be playing with their usual foursome, but they're out there networking and doing business development. Whereas um, women feel guilty even being away from the office because they're deathly ill, right? Like the, the permission that we give ourselves to create space and to create time is, is really remarkable. And we tend to push through. And I think there's opportunities to, there's absolutely, there's times to push through. There, there totally is. There, we live in the real world. There are sometimes deadlines. There are critical things that need to happen within certain deadlines, but it's taking advantage of those other times when that is not the case and carving out the space. And you have to schedule it. Like if if you don't schedule it, it doesn't. And it's so fantastic to have a, an event like this where you get to tuck a few things off where it's like, oh, I can travel and I can connect and I can work on my business. And it's, you know, we, we wouldn't be women if we weren't multitasking. And so it's tapping into that multitasking for the opportunity to come away refreshed, rejuvenated, fresh perspectives, especially from that peer-to-peer -peer learning. Like to whether it's to, to see yourself mirrored and validated in another's experience where you're like, you too, and 
and or from the person who's already tackled it and go, oh, yeah, this is no big deal, you know, just a this and a that and and something that you've been stressing about is all of a sudden handled and like to come away with that is just, you know, so gold. It's pure gold, right? Yeah. And it, there is, I, it, it's just, I'm so blown away by how powerful and magical Mykonos has been this week. And I think for everybody who's been here and also for us as well as facilitators as well, because we're having that opportunity, although we're working and running the retreat, there's just something about being away from your normal working environment that it gives you that opportunity to slow down, speed up, to make those other connections, to also even reflect on the business. And even Carrie and I were having conversations about our businesses and ideas and things that we want to do in our business. And I think just having that time away in a different environment really helps that as well. But the power of community and learning from peers is so powerful. And I wish that more women would do that because it really accelerates your growth. Absolutely. It's, this retreat has been set up to help female founders um, accelerate the growth and, and scale and, and potential of their businesses. But when you really start um, getting down to what it is they really need, what are their expectations? And I've heard that this week, and I've heard this in many of the retreats that I've um, facilitated. When you ask them, what, what is it that would be a number one on their wish list? Uh, the first thing they say is, I need a break. I need rest. I need sleep. I need peace. And the next thing they say that they're looking for is is community, that connection that you just mentioned, because it is quite lonely in the entrepreneurial journey. Um, and so those are two really important pieces, which, you know, this whole Mykonos setting that you've created have been uh, absolutely critical to allowing people to take the rest that they need but and to recharge their batteries, but also be inspired through those conversations with the other women. I think the other part that's really, you know, helpful is all the details that you've taken care of, Jen. We have Yanni, our amazing chef, and there's something to be said. You don't really appreciate this um, until you have it, that it's amazing to sit down to a breakfast that magically appears on the table in front of you, and you get up and you leave, and you don't have to clean everything up. I was struck. I was just in New Zealand with my parents celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. And for whatever reason, my mom was talking about a whitewater rafting trip we went on probably almost 30 years ago. And the thing that she commented on and remembered most about that was that she didn't have to do anything. She didn't have to make a single meal the whole time we were on that trip. And, and I, I kind of laughed and thought, gosh, that, you know, that's 50 years of my mom making my dad's breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day for 365 years. And of course, we, you know, we can't imagine uh, doing something like that. But actually, we still do bear a lot of the domestic responsibilities on top of running these amazing businesses. And there's something to be said for showing up in a beautiful place like this where it's just taken care of. All you need to do is focus on yourself yeah. and and really those nitty-gritty issues that are apps constantly open spinning in your head. 
and, and giving them a little bit of time and space so you can close those apps or actually deal with, with what's spinning um, and make sure that you can nail these things down so you can move your business forward uh, if you are in any sort of a stall. Definitely. And it is, you know, it is like the combination of business connection fun as well. And we did have a very fun Greek night as well with Greek bazooki music and Greek dancing, which was quite fun as well. And it's even just to have those times, you know, to, to come together and kind of laugh and enjoy the culture of whatever place that, that you're in as well. And then to be in a safe space, a safe container to be able to talk about the vision for your business and going big. And I think we're going to do a few podcast episodes at the retreat. And we're sitting here actually at the retreat reflecting because there's been so many powerful things that have come up that I think we want to share with the world and share that wisdom with with other female entrepreneurs. So if you're even not able to be here with us and look out at the beautiful Aegean Sea and witness the incredible food that our chef Yanis, Yanni is preparing for us every day. You know, we're so utterly spoiled. And then, you know, to be able to leave the villa to go into Mykonos town and just it's perfection. And I think that is the perfect container for thinking big and coming up with those big ideas to to grow your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. The the container is amazing and also it's it's being able um like we said is showing up as your whole person and so so much of this are nuances to being that whole person. It's the self-care we talk about six areas of life, right? And so it's that that reconnection to spirit and the the health and well-being and reconnecting to the purpose and the wealth and, and, you know, what is it you're, why are you even bothering to do this? Like entrepreneurship is a royal pain. And so to, to reconnect to what is it you're doing this for? What are you doing with all this money? And, um, I think it's a really valuable process and to really look at your own personal reasons and not the reasons that we are told that we should or what society's rules are, but to have that inner journey to re, uh, re-examine what it is and look in the mirror and say, what do I want? Where am I going? And and for some of our entrepreneurs we're witnessing is they are having a, a recheck and going, huh, well, I thought I was building this for this reason or that's how it started, but my next leg of the journey looks entirely different. So what a gift and a treat. And what got you here is not going to get you there. And it is so true in business. And I've seen that in so many phases of owning my businesses as well, that you start out doing one thing and you're like, oh, okay, so I, it went really well, but now it doesn't work. And now you have to change your strategy again or change the way that you as an entrepreneur run your your business. And I find that really fascinating, especially um, at the level that all of our businesses on this retreat are working at as well. Like just what a, what a treat to be able to see that and see the big visions that they're coming up with for their businesses as well. And we still have more time in our retreat. And what I would love to be able to do as well is for us to share a few of the the things that we've covered, because I think that 
uh, although, you know, our listeners are, aren't going to be able to do those exercises with us, that we can share some of the insights and some of the exercises that we've done that they could reflect on and do that at home as well. So we'll, we'll pick up on those and that will come in some extra episodes while we finish off our journey in Mykonos and we continue to slow down to speed up and uh, get real about building our businesses and going big and thinking big. Looking forward to it, Jen. I think it'll be really fun um, to reflect on the different uh, areas of, of um, conversation and dialogue and, and exploration that we've been covering. Um, but I think what's really, for me, you guys keep saying treat, and, and there is a treat in retreat. It is a treat for us because what we've built here is what we always wished that we would have had at that stage in our careers. So- journeys. And I think it's about giving back in a way, everything that we've learned with our combined almost century of business experience and all the scars and wrinkles to show for it. I think it's really gratifying to be able to say, how can we take what we've learned and and use it, leverage it to support the journey of these other women to build the thing that we wished we could have had and to make it happen for them, to me, is the real treat and, and the reward um, for all the hard work that we've put in in our careers to this point, but in the work that we've put to design and deliver this retreat together. Yeah, and it's been such a pleasure to to work with both of you this week, and I'm, I, I think there's definitely going to be lots more to come, and I think there's going to be many requests from people when they hear about how the retreat's gone and see all the pictures and hear about the adventures that we've gone up to. I think we're we're probably going to sell out our retreat probably within a few weeks as soon as we make it available again as well. Yeah, I can't wait. It's been, it's, I love, to me, it's, yeah, the ability to give back, the ability to hold space and be witness to growth and acceleration and all the moving and grooving and good stuff that's happening is absolutely, and all just, just all the reciprocity, um, not only for us, but amongst the participants and the relationships they're building and and the future collaborations. I can't wait. Yeah. And that I'm excited for that as well. Well, I'm we're not gonna give any more away. Um we're gonna talk about some of the things that we've been covering in a few other podcast episodes. But I really want to thank both of you for well for holding space with me here and making us with all of our incredible members and and businesses and for being part of this experience with me as well, because it's also as well that we've learned so much about each other and reflected on our businesses. And it's been such a pleasure as well. And thank you for coming on the Women on the Rise podcast. Thanks, Jen. So happy to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure indeed. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you'd show us some love on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and don't forget to share it with your friends. Also, feel free to let me know what other topics you'd like me to cover. You can get in touch through social media or through the website, femalefusionnetwork.com. Here's to thinking big, going big, and building the business of your dreams.